set H2 to recording standby condition with stereo mode in the top screen. Show the display, press record key, set to standby, counter display indicates progress. Yeah, we've had a little bit of uh, technical issues uh, this time, but um, we're pushing on regardless. podcast that implores you to do as little as possible. Preferably while living in South London. I'm Dirty South. And I'm Dunwich Raider. On Knobs, Deadly Headley. And in the show today, pubs, beer, drinking. (laughs) Like every other show. Uh, Plus hidden learning with deserter school on death and the corporate deserter. Uh, we kick back for a moment of silence and we discuss a pulp classic in Book Corner. We do. Uh, also, we have a special guest joining us to discuss dropping out of the rat race and going to live somewhere called France. Oh, interesting. But first... What have we been up to? No, I was going to say, let's have some booze. <laughs> ah, that's better. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. What have we been up to, though? Um... Well, you've been down the seaside again, haven't you? I went to Western Supermare. Oh. Western Supermare, yeah, I went there down there on a uh, Dulwich Hamlet FC away day, uh, which was great fun, last game of the season. And uh, yeah. went with a, few, with a few lads, you know, as, you, as is often the case. We booked an Airbnb. Yeah. Um, and I got the sense that the, our hosts were a little bit, possibly a little bit fussy, because mm-hmm. they asked what we were doing and whether we were, you know, what our names were and things like that. And, Fussy. Yeah, so I said I was going down with my wife, you know, yeah. and one of the younger per- people in the group was someone's nephew. Make it sound like a family do. Nice, yeah. Um, and I thought it was, and it was all going nicely, all, it was all fine. Uh, I, in a couple of days before we went, I said, oh, my wife can't make it. She's being replaced with someone called Alan. And he got back saying, well, can you make sure he shares the same bed with you so we don't have extra bed linen? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. So yeah. I thought, that's all lovely. Yeah. And he said, um, Enjoy the weekend. I'll send through the rules and regs for the house. Have a great time. So he sent through the rules and regs. You know, I had a cursory look. It's all about how to use the washing machine and which bin is the recycling. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also, I couldn't help notice it mentioned, please do not help yourself to any alcohol from the dining room bar. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. They've got a dining Poor room thoughts. bar. Yeah, so... Um, on arrival, I checked the dining room, and uh, one entire wall of this room was filled with booze from around the world. Oh my god! Oh my and god. I'm there with five football boys. Ah, Jesus! I'm, I'm amazed you made it back. <laughs> yeah. So I had a cursory attempt to uh, get them to lay off it by just saying, you know, maybe we could. You know, I've got there's wine in the fridge, you know, uh, there's beers mm. in the larder, um, but try not, try not to. Take anything from the wall of booze in the diner. <laughs> all right, Andy. Yeah, all right. Andy. Uh, <laughs> anyway, needless to say, I come down first morning. Someone says, "Oh, someone's been on the brandy, Andy." Some snitch. And uh, sure enough, there are glasses with brandy in, and uh, it's inevitable. It's inevitable, really, isn't it? I mean, you shouldn't leave a wall in your Airbnb filled with booze, especially not for a football away day. Yeah. Um, Family away day. So, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, I said, someone been on the brandy? And they went, oh yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, it got quite late and we just fancied a brandy. Uh, we stuck a tenner under the bottle. So I thought, that sounds all right, that's fair enough. I mean, yeah. m- m- maybe, the, maybe the guys will get it, maybe the cleaner will pick it up. Either way, yeah. it's like... Probably £4,000 a bottle, but anyway. <laughs> I think they Googled it and it was only 27 Oh, OK, that's all right. <laughs> so I thought that was oh, more, than, more than generous, more yeah. than generous, exactly. And everything was fine, tickety-boo, amazing trip. Uh, Western Supermare was great, a very windy uh, game of football. It was in the middle of Storm Hannah, um, but mm. we went to some wonderful pubs. Uh, a couple which let you skin up out the back. Oh, wonderful. Um, And everything went well until I got a message from Airbnb on the uh, Sunday evening to call the host urgently. (laughs) Uh So I rang the the host. Uh, Hello, Andy. Uh, I'm glad you called. I want to talk to you about a couple of things in the house. 
Oh, God, a couple of things. Um, the first thing is, he said, um, the sheet box has been moved in one of the bedrooms. Uh, the lid opened and sheets draped over in front of the chimney place, in front of the fireplace. I wondered why and have they been used? I said, I thought to myself, I can answer this. Mm -hmm. I said, well, it was Storm Hannah, as I'm sure you're aware. And a couple of the boys in the rooms with chimneys said that... Um, it was very blowy. Things were coming down the chimney. Wind was coming down the chimney and into the room. So I imagine this was sort of a makeshift way of stopping the, the wind coming in. Uh, and he said, uh, that's fine. That's fine. OK, I understand that. Um, and the other thing I just wanted to say is don't worry about the accident. Pardon? One of your party had a little accident. Um, but that's OK, he said. You know, it happens. Um, it's not the first time it's happened, that's for sure. I said, well, I'm terribly sorry. That wasn't, um, that wasn't reported to me. He said, no, 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 no worry about that. Um, and so now I'm thinking, oh, God, someone's... I'm, I'm hoping someone spilt some tea or something in the bed because the alternative is not <laughs> some sort of <laughs> <Yes>. dirty protest. <laughs> Did he mention they stripped the bed or something? Um, Maybe, maybe he did actually. Yeah, some, some, something alerted me. So I knew yeah. it was something that happened in one of the bedrooms. Anyway, yeah. mm. and um, so I'm thinking, oh god, here we go. And I'm waiting for the killer one about the brandy. Mm. It never comes. Oh. It never comes. <laughs> Thanks for being a great guest. Here's five stars, sort of thing. I think we got away with it. Um, so yeah, as I say, I'm hoping that it was just a spilled cup of coffee or something, rather than um, bodily emissions. The other bodily thing. emissions. Yes. yes. Um, no that, one will ever know. That for would sure. presage a new phase in our life, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One person knows. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. Um, but yeah, I also went down to the Thanet Easter Beer Festival in Margate. Mm. Have a taste of that. I don't mind if I do. Um, it takes place in the Winter Gardens. Have you been to the Winter Gardens? In yes, Morgan? I have. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing, mm. isn't it? Let me um, just have another taste. Yeah. <laughs> just to be sure. Come on, my turn. Mm. Mm. Very nice. Well, at the, at the festival, which is in this wonderful old building, as you know, mm. we were introduced to this beer called Gads. Number 11. Gads is Ramsgate Brewery. Yes. And this number 11 is ultra light pale ale. It's 1.2%. Wow. 1.2. Yeah. As it says on the tin, not just for breakfast. They <laughs> 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 nick that from our IPA. <laughs> um, well, they have been down to Southey Brewing, haven't they? Yes, they have, yeah. They've yeah. been mentoring, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I bought a crate of it. I, I, mm. I, you know, I went down again and I bought a crate of it. Mm. Um, so it's 1.2% or half a unit of alcohol per can. Um, but you know, as a Very scientist, nice. yeah. my immediate thought was, <laughs> "Can I get drunk on it?" Yes, of course. Uh, and I thought, "Well, there's only one way to find out: drink a crate. Drink of it. a crate of it." Mm. Um, so, bearing in mind that you metabolise on average one unit of alcohol every hour, mm. uh, you know, if you have two tins at five o'clock, by six o'clock you're stone cold sober. <laughs> oh God's sake! That's yeah. not going to work, is it? It's like a treadmill, isn't it? You're just not getting anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> You can drive down and get some more. So to have, yes, yes indeed, way. you can have it driving. So to have one unit of alcohol in your system at 6pm, you'd need to drink four tins at five o'clock. Oh, but one work, unit of it? alcohol isn't enough. No. No, I think you need at, Not least, for me. At, least, at least four units of alcohol. That's two pints, maybe five units of alcohol. So I, de I, de I decided to drink 12 tins. <laughs> <laughs> Not all at five o'clock, that would be uh, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But between five o'clock and seven o'clock, uh, and even that is six tins an hour, which, believe Fine. me, is terribly, terribly gruelling, yeah. even <laughs> for someone like me. Uh, and in this way, despite metabolising two units by 7pm, in theory, you should still have four units in your bloodstream. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Professor. So, uh, what happened? Did you get drunk? Uh, I don't know. The missus came and we opened a bottle of wine. <laughs> And that's science. <laughs> yes, we missed you there, uh, though, uh, Dirty South. Why didn't you make that trip? Uh, uh, you missed me at Weston. Oh, yes. Yes. Because yes. um, uh, I, I, I was very jealous that you were going, everyone, everyone it seemed, was going to Weston. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't make it because uh, it was the London Marathon weekend and I was doing the of marathon. Of course, you're doing the marathon? Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> I do it every year, yeah. <laughs> Uh, not no. running it, no, not running no. it, obviously, no, no, we uh, we host marathon runners, they uh, 
give a bit of money to a local school and they they stay at ours oh. and uh, and our neighbours, and then they're very close to the start, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's nice for us. It gives us someone to to cheer on, and they always bring Welsh cakes because it's from some running club in Wales, and. Um, you know, get to meet a lot of the runners. I remember one of them was saying that uh, he had a terrible night because he was kept awake by one of the other runners snoring. Oh yeah, uh, which reminded me. Yes, yeah, so I wonder if you're going to yeah. that. <laughs> the time we went to New York to uh, cheer on Osman, who was um, yeah. running the New York Marathon. Yeah, and we got a big open plan apartment um, with Spider. And uh, we went out for a night. We, we, we came back fairly, fairly uh, uh, at a reasonable hour because uh, Osman obviously needed his sleep. Uh, but Spider, oh, it wasn't. It wasn't the night Spider was given methamphetamine in the downstairs bar at Marie's no, Crisis. Then. No, 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 not that night. No, 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 that was another night. No, no, this was the night that he brought back a friend. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, engaged in uh, a marathon of his own on the sofa mm. <laughs> with her. Very loud one. Uh, very, yeah. very loud one, which kept all of us awake, including uh, Osman, uh, who was uh, who felt like he he couldn't even go to the bathroom. Yes, uh, he, he was taking on a lot of fluids for the the next day, and obviously oh. uh, expelling some of it uh, into several two liter. Bottles that, that he happened to have around um, in his room, yeah. but yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, he didn't feel like he could disturb a Spider and um, his new friend, yeah, uh, because they were it was non they were going at it non-stop. Yeah, so he basically didn't get much sleep. That he night, didn't get much sleep. No, it's no. terrible. It wasn't, it wasn't his personal best, was it? No, no. Terrible right. when you're yeah, <laughs> when you're running twenty six miles. I mean, it always strikes me that twenty six miles uh, is too many miles. Uh, yes, yes, I mean, about twenty five and a half. You, you, miles, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have twenty six dinners. <laughs> you wouldn't even have twenty six pints. Osman, Osman why, why would you have twenty six? Why run twenty six miles? You know, try, know. start Madness. with a mile. Try with a mile. Try, try a mile. They're all insane. <laughs> Hats off to all of them. <laughs> Mentalists. What else have been up to? We did, we did um, a live show, didn't we? Uh, yes. As part of Dylan Day. International Dylan Day, yes. I really enjoyed that experience because I didn't have to do anything. You had to do the talk. <laughs> and true. I could just sit at the bar with a tab. <laughs> <laughs> Result. <laughs> yes. That's work. I'm waiting for that to even up at some point in the future. Um Anyway, yeah, we presented a tale of drinking in various establishment that Dylan Thomas frequented, uh, including uh, the Fitzroy Tavern in uh, Fitzrovia, mm. Charlotte Street. Oh. Yeah. Um, the Wheat Sheaf, just down the road from there, where he actually met his wife-to-be, Caitlin. Yeah. And um, on their first meeting, he lay in her lap and declared his love for her and mm. proposed marriage. And later on, he claimed that uh, within 16 minutes, they were in bed. Wow. And within 17 minutes, he was back in the bar, <laughs> said Roxy. Um, the Marks of Granby, uh, which is also in that area, and um, because it was just over the border from Hoban in Maryland, used to stay open half an hour later, so everyone used to end up there. Yeah. George Orwell used to lead the exodus from the uh, wheat sheaf over there. Um, and then uh, places in Soho like the Nelly Dean and the French we went to. Yes, of course. Um, and finally ending up in the Half Moon itself in Hearn Hill, which mm. this is the previous podcasts will recall was a regular haunt for Dylan Thomas yeah. when he came down to watch London Welsh. So um, that piece is up on the site now. And um, yeah, thanks to Half Moon and Peter Blair and Fuller's for... For having Habits. us, yeah, yeah, great fun, yeah. Um, and uh, I went to the Raven, uh, the so-called gateway to the Bermondsey Beer Mile, and I went there because someone I, I was, uh, I wanted, I was craving rotisserie chicken, and I, I said if only somebody would, would combine pubs with rotisserie chicken, and uh, and they had at the Raven. <laughs> Is this a, a usual occurrence for you to crave rotisserie chicken? I got back from France. You know they have them in, in oh, all yeah. those French markets. And you, you can watch them spinning round, yeah, dripping yeah. on each other. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and what about the chicken? 
Um, and uh, so uh, I tweeted that, you know, this, this dream I was having. And then somebody said, yeah, well, of course, the Raven, or, or actually the Signal as well at Forest Hill. And um, oh. so I went to the Raven, and they didn't, I couldn't see the birds cooking in their own juices and, and that of their friends. <laughs> <laughs> that was all happening out back. In that the was all happening out yeah. back, yeah. Oh, but it was still, okay. still very... Okay. Yeah, it's not... Yeah, it's, you need that, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it did have 26 beers on tap that, that are a really lovely selection. So, um, yeah, thumbs up for the Raven. What's next? Well, I'd like to relax. I'd like to relax. Should we have a moment of silence? Oh, please. Um... What have you got for us today, Dudley? Mo- moment of silence. It's self-explanatory. Okay. Very good. Self-explanatory. Uh-huh. Right. Let's give it a go. Give it a go. Hit it. A moment of silence. Who said that? I'll bloody fight you. It wasn't me. <laughs> that was superb. Is it finished? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that was really nice. I, I mean, oh, I've got into having a nap again because the builder, I've got, got some decorators in and they come around at eight and uh, Jesus. by about three, I'm ready for a nap. Yeah. You know, when you don't get up until half ten, you don't need a nap. <laughs> right. It's yeah. a real shame. Life lesson it's there. One of, yeah, it's one of the ro- great problems in life. Um, but that was very good. Uh, yeah, thanks for that. That was. Is, was it anyone in particular? Um... Yes, it was you two. Uh, oh. <laughs> at the end of the last podcast. <laughs> uh, I thought it might be breakfast. <laughs> I do fancy some breakfast, oddly. Yeah, double egg bacon and chips. Hold um, on. Hang on. Is that him? Oh shit! <laughs> better, better be better than last time. That's all I'm saying. I am the corporate deserter. I earn a six-figure salary And I do fuck all Hello again. Today, attendance. While being in the office is all very well, you get to play the stock market, watch videos and buy all sorts of shit. If you had to be there all the time, you'd go absolutely fucking mental. Get your boss and your office used to the idea that you spend a lot of time out of the office as soon as possible. The time to do this is when you start a job. Never, for example, turn up on your first day, that's just asking for trouble. And then work on time out of the office immediately. Join industry bodies, accept invitations to conferences, start a student mentor scheme. You will never attend any of these, of course, but they look great in the calendar and allow you vital hours in the cinema or the pub. Another good trick is to have people believe you've been in early and have already had to go out again, perhaps to a breakfast meeting with a key supplier. After an all-nighter in town, for example, drop into the office at 6am on your way home, turn on the computer, set a half-drunk cup of tea beside it, put your coat on the back of the chair and fuck off home to sleep it all off till noon. Obviously there is a tension between requiring your underlings to work all the hours God gave them while you're out on the town, and you need to get them on your side sharpish. Let them know straight away that you're one of those bosses that doesn't mind when subordinates do their work as long as they get it all done, as well as yours. Ply them with booze. Ply them with time off. Make them feel good about themselves. Compliment them. If necessary, sleep with them. Your team is not just for getting your work done for you. They are also a complex and layered network of vagary and obfuscation as to your whereabouts and a crucial tool in enabling you to spend your afternoons sleeping, drinking and fucking in hotel rooms. I am the Corporate Deserter. Until next time. So wise. There's a lot of wisdom there, isn't there? There always is. I mean, um, I thought he was going to talk about his Monday tale. Do you remember Osman's Monday tale? Oh, oh, about... uh, Well, he he mentioned not going in your first day, didn't he? And he, he... He made something of a tradition out of that. Yes, he did. He, first think, day of the week. I think it was, it, was, it was even more lucky than that, wasn't it? I think the first first he was starting a new job on a Tuesday. Mm. And, oh, and then he then he'd had the next 
Monday booked off for a holiday. Mm -hmm. And um, after that, he overheard someone putting a meeting together and saying, well, let's get Osman in uh, to the meeting. And he heard the reply, oh, Osman uh, doesn't do Mondays. And he thought, hang on a minute. <laughs> I'm on something. I mean, that's what it is. It's allowing yeah. your mind to be open to opportunity, isn't it? Yes, open and, to fake news. Uh, so as soon as he'd heard uh, that he doesn't do Mondays, he didn't do Mondays. Mm. And he didn't, do mon he didn't work a single Monday for that company for two and a half years. He's way ahead. Uh, way ahead. Anyway, we are getting him in the studio next time around. Yes, we? so if you have any questions yes. for him, we're gonna, suggestions specifically, even. He's specifically going to be taking questions from you, the listeners, as to uh, how to make work work for you, mm. I suppose, isn't it? Uh, that's, it's for those of you who work, uh, for sure, isn't it? I mean, that's who, that's, his, that's yes. his key audience. Yes. Um, Strategy for it could making be, it bearable. Yeah, make it, make it, make it bearable. Um, what is, what's, he, what's he say? Every, everything you ever thought about work is wrong. Mm. That's what he used to say to us, because we don't like it. He loves it. He think, he calls it the ultimate skive. Mm. Um, so we can learn a lot from him next time around, and that may be the last time we hear from him. Is that right? Well, will that be the end of the series? Uh, yeah, I think he's, he's going off to um, run America. Oh, is or he? Or someone yeah. needs to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to run the American office. I mean, I, presumably he can still send us a ship, but um, yeah. he probably won't. Probably won't be bothered, yeah. A bit like Spider. And yes, exactly, yeah. Well, shall we move on to the news? News. 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 Are you never going to tell me to shut up? <laughs> I thought about it Ta so many times, Andy, but... <laughs> um, so what's this about the old dispensary then? Tell me. Oh, that's um, plans have been submitted to have flats built on it. Oh fuck off! Above it. That's... Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, we, we, the idea is to keep the pub beneath it. I've heard this story exactly. before. Exactly, yeah. we've heard that yeah. story before. Yeah. Yeah. Every month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as Campbell Campbell Online um, on Twitter pointed out, there's a pattern of pubs closing for building new flats and they're not opening again in Campbell. The Cadley Arms, for example. The Bear, which still, which, you know, is opposite mm -hmm. the old dispensary, mm -hmm. still, still not reopened. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that's uh, the plans have been submitted. I understand they haven't been approved, okay. and, um, but we kind of know where that story goes, don't we? And it's a wonderful, classic interior in there. Yeah, in the old dispensary, yeah. and one of the few places where you can go and watch the game, and they'll yeah. whack the sound up. I was in there once for a game, and some uh, yuppie guy came up and said. Uh, would you mind turning the sound down? <laughs> yeah, oh yes, I was there, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, the barmaid said, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so that's very, uh, that's very disappointing. Um, yeah, we need that kind story. of customer service main, uh, retained, don't we? Absolutely, yeah. Mm. A similar story, I'm afraid to say, at the Catford... Constitutional Club. Well, is it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, th I guess you're right. I mean, uh, first of all, they were saying it's under threat, and then... Your phone going off, mate. Yeah, sorry. Who is it? Anyone we... Get him on, get him on. Spider! <laughs> Hemorrhoids. <laughs> um, uh, that was Tony. Tony? Tony. Handsome Tony. Handsome Tony? Yeah. Get him over, he sounds hot. <laughs> Tony Chestnut. Um, yeah, uh, the, the the council are saying all options retain the Catford Constitutional, aren't they? And they, but they are planning oh, to yeah, use yeah. some of the building yeah. for uh, flats. Yeah, social so, housing, I mean, fifty percent uh, social housing. They reckon. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we we understand requirement for is it for social housing or affordable housing? I think affordable housing. Affordable, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Um, we understand even the requirement for that, even though we can't afford it. But um, why build it on that site? <laughs> you really, yeah. Yeah. And there's a pub Just there. Keep the pub. Keep yeah. the pub. I mean, the, the building's a bit dilapidated, but um, yeah, as you say, they're going to make build flats on the site, and whichever way you cut it, it's not going to be as good as it is now to look at, to no. be in, no. and probably and we'll have to close when they make a noise and someone complains about it. Yeah. Yeah. Of all the places to build flats on, you know, what's wrong with 
office blocks. <laughs> yes. yes, Convert exactly, them. Yeah, There's yeah, millions yeah. of them. Leave the pubs alone. Yeah. What else? Shed, they're called Shed, is going to open a wine bar in Clapham South Tube, in the Tube Station, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a nice uh, development. Um, Ollie North, uh, at Cote de Puy on Twitter, got in touch to uh, tell us that someone's putting a wine bar in the station, where the newsagent used to be, and as he says, um, I'll back any candidate for mayor who runs on a strong more bars in Tube Stations <laughs> ticket. <laughs> so yeah. Of course, in the old days, they used to have them little bars platform side, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll tell you what Maybe the old get. days weren't so bad. <laughs> yeah, another new bar. When I was in um, Ballum, I noticed there's a pub open on the site of the old Weatherspoons called The Cyclist with some cyclist themes mm. about it. I couldn't see anywhere to park your bike, but there are some <laughs> spots over the road by Aldi. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, in the litany of uh, pubs that might be uh, under threat, that's a new one opened. Uh, but yeah, th- now there's another one under threat. The hero of Switzerland. Yes. In Loughborough Junction. I know um, that's very sad. I mean, it's a favourite of yours, isn't it? I mean, not, yeah. not that you go there a lot, but yeah, it's it's, you, a, it's just a classic estate boozer, you know. Yeah. Um, a throwback in time, you know, as far as the furnishings go. Not to mention the the ale. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know who the hero of Switzerland was? William Tell. Oh, okay. Um, yes, I see. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, Savills are involved in the uh, viability ass- assessment. They've concluded that um, they're not able to provide any affordable housing. They're going oh, so they're going nice, Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, often so they- who's it for? Oligarchs in Loughborough Junction. Yeah, I can't yeah. see it. So the, the idea is to build a sort of tower block on yes. top of the pub. Yeah, that no one can afford. <laughs> again, again, the, you know, everyone's saying, "Well, we'll keep the pub." Yeah, but I don't think, I don't think that's <laughs> going to happen. Mm. Um, the Rose and Crown uh, in Borough that we mentioned last month is going to reopen on the 5th of June, I believe, with the mistress. As, the mistress uh, is the... Well, see you there. Yes. Well, she said, come on the 6th. She said, if you oh. come on the 5th, I'm likely to be panicking and sweating. That's and, true. And I said, I, I'm quite comfortable with seeing her sweating. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> um, so I might go on the 5th. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nice happy ending. Um, <laughs> I also noticed that Inkspot Brewery mm. uh, have opened their um, barn on Streatham Common. Oh. Uh, up in the, uh, what have they got, the rookery. Yes. So you can now go and drink in the middle of Streatham Common. Wow. Yeah, which is great. They've been angling and is it to like do a this tap for ages. Room? Right. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. like a tap room, yeah. I haven't really had any ink spots. I have when I went over to um, to Streatham. Um, they've got a little outlet there. Mm. But that was the plan. That was two years ago. Right. And it's taken this and long it's... to open. But the idea of sitting up there in the rookery, yeah, yeah. which is a lovely spot, except mm. for one thing, hitherto hasn't had anywhere to buy booze. Yeah. Now it has. So that that's a great thing for the good people to stretch them. Yeah. Um, I also noticed um, that the Great Southern is opening today. Actually, the Great Southern's um, a new pub mm. in Gypsy Hill. It's where the old Gypsy Hill Tavern used to be, right near Gypsy Hill Station. Oh right. And the Great Southern is a reference to uh, train, train, yeah, train li- lines or. A, a train. Something. Something. Something to do with trains. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's a great name, isn't it? Great, great Southern, yes, great Southern. like it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's a great name. For some reason it draws me. Mm. And um, Do we know who's doing that? Who's behind that? Uh, I did look it up, but I'm afraid I've forgotten. It's okay. a pub co that I wasn't familiar with. Right. Uh, and off the back of that, Skimbleshanks got in touch to say uh, that they'd noticed the new Beer Rebellion, in inverted commas, mm. a- across the road, or mm. up the way, mm. across the road from the station, is also got its shutters up and is being refurbed okay uh presumably still by bullfinch as promised yeah but that'd be okay. great to have one of the greatest little spots in return the world to us. return to us yes Has, have you got any more any more pubs no I more think enough pubs. i think that's enough <laughs> i think that's enough pubs yeah should, should we, we move a, on have to a drink yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so th- i mean there there is presumably some news that isn't about pubs in, indeed. Um, have you ever gazed out of a window? Yes. Sat in a camp chair in the park? Yes. Laid on a chaise long? 
or relaxed in a pub garden. Indeed. The Dutch have a word for it. Oh. Clever buggers. Nixon. Mm. Nixon. The value of doing fuck all. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I never knew this before, but um, there's an article I saw in the New York Times about mm. this, uh, this Dutch philosophy, which oh. we have sort of touched upon, not, not directly, mm. but uh, there are a few people quote, uh, quoted in the article. Uh, like Von Kreese, you know, from the yes. Fontainebleau Business School, who yes. uh, talked about the value of doing Our nothing. people, really. Yeah. Uh, and the idea behind uh, Nixon is to reduce your busyness mm. and to actively do nothing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's a simple philosophy, isn't it? And, yeah. And, and many people uh, would struggle to do that. And, yeah. And it's very, you know, we're always, people are always busy, aren't they? They are always busy, but I think this, the key with this is, is to make it a positive philosophy. So if yes. people say, what are you doing? You say, I'm doing nothing, mm. you did, and doing it's very it good for my creativity. Please stop talking to me. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I kind of do it accidentally. Uh, I find that doing nothing kind of punctuates my day somewhat. Yes, because exactly, me too. If I do have a few tasks to do, if I finish one, I simply cannot immediately go on to the next one. Yeah. I have to do a bit of nothing. Yeah, first. exactly. <laughs> Whatever that may involve. Um, yeah. yeah, a bit of downtime. Yeah, but it's your productivity and creativity soars. I mean, not to mention there's also a well, very strong, that. strong chance of forty winks. <laughs> 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 if you do nothing, I reckon for ten minutes on a sofa, you'll probably drop off. Yeah, five minutes. <laughs> yeah. But I like the idea of people coming. You know, you being able to tell people to go away when they come up, coming up to bother you because you don't look like you're doing anything. Yeah. Say so, no. I'm doing nothing. Mm. Yes. Me. It's like when people come up and say, um, oh, I'm sorry, are you eating lunch? And you're like, <laughs> no, I just like holding sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Another article I thought uh, we'd mention was one I saw on Quartz about influencers. Are you an, are you an internet influencer? No. I know you are. You're a bad influencer. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that is what it says on my uh, bio, and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, internet influences posting finely honed lifestyle content mm. on social media, often for money or indeed goods, uh, are finished. Great. <laughs> it's time for the old heroes to reclaim the spotlight. And be cool again. The slackers. Yeah, 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 yeah. come on. Okay. Yeah, yeah uh, people just yeah doing shit because they like doing their shit rather than yeah. trying to flog you something. Yeah, so exactly. Insult to. It, exactly. Yeah. yeah, just do what you want to do. Don't tell anyone about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah really, that's yeah. good too. Yeah, uh, they say doing a podcast about <laughs> doing what you want to do and telling someone about it. Um, yes, the slackers shall rise again. First thing tomorrow. <laughs> about noon. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe Thursday. <laughs> you saw something about... Um, you saw a good news story, didn't you? Good news story, yes. Uh, yeah. We are world leaders. The, the United Kingdom is world leaders in getting bladdered. <laughs> really? I think yeah. in times of division on the domestic front, it is encouraging to get some, to get some good news. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to be top at something. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, 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 we're officially the drunkest nation on earth. Three, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know that there are countries that drink more, but we really go for it when we go for it, you know. Yes, that's right. Uh, we, 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 we get drunk more, wasn't We it? get drunk than more, anywhere yes. else in the world. Um, what do you think that is? I mean, uh, it's... I mean, it's perhaps, a good time, Charlie's. Yeah, I mean, we kind of always have done, haven't we? Yeah. Looking back hundreds of years, like the gin craze and stuff like that. Yeah. We really, we've always gone for it. Yeah. You know. Well, we like to have a good time all yeah. the time in yeah. the UK. We do. Whatever, you know, mm. whatever your other political persuasions, we all like getting right on it. <laughs> um, yes, Britain's reported getting drunk on average 51 times in a 12-month period, which is almost once a week <laughs> by my uh, yeah, calculations. That's about right. Yeah. Um, the tw- two, this report featured 36 countries, and we were top. Mm. Um, binge drinkers, it reported, currently see upper limits as irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, that's... Upper limits of alcohol intake. Yeah, mm. as, or, or they see all the British guidelines as 
utterly useless and pointless. Well, they, they don't are. care about them. No, no. They ignore them. Yeah. No one actually knows them. Not for them. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the data showed, in conclusion, that in general, people, and this is a quote, overwhelmingly like getting drunk. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's my sort of report. Yeah, we just like getting drunk, don't we? Yeah. It's obvious, yeah. It's better than working. I mean, we know that. <laughs> Another story, uh, the rise of microdosing. Oh! Well, it's a bit like 1.2 percenters. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I love this. So, uh, who was it? It was a lady who um, has, was it tiny doses of acid, is it? Was it? Uh, the, mushrooms. The, uh, this is the Guardian article. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's, um, was it was more widely reported? The article I saw was a woman who has mushrooms, yeah. Mm, yeah. I can imagine just, yeah, a little bit all the time. Ordinary mushrooms. No, 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 just <laughs> magic mushrooms. I mean, that's, okay. a, that's a fair point just by the producer, because uh, that yes. really would be a microdose, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, put it in the water supply. <laughs> it's going to make us all happier. That's right. The stand first of this article said, before the school run or commuting to work, increasing numbers are taking tiny doses of psychedelic drugs in the UK. Why? <laughs> I would say why not is more yeah. the more pertinent question, but um, yeah, uh, it goes on to say Rosie, who must be the woman in question you're mm. talking about, has just returned from the school run. She drops a bag of groceries onto her kitchen table and reaches for a clear plastic cup covered by a white hanky and sealed with a hairband. Inside is a grey powder, her finely ground homegrown magic mushrooms. Mm. It goes on. She opens the refrigerator, removes her mind. Places it, <laughs> places it onto a silver tray made of water. For the next week, which is only an hour, she listens to the bubbles in her Coca-Cola before it's time to swim back to the nursery and pick up the fish. <laughs> uh, that's how it went for me anyway. So this is Rosie who, um, instead of having a, a normal, you know, Psych- psychedelic dose of magic mm. mushrooms of a gram has 0.1 gram every, yeah, it's every tiny. three days. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that really is micro, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure it's... I'll have a little sip of this 1.2% again. <laughs> well, next uh, is events. Not events. Uh, not part, part of uh, our podcast we normally have, but um, oh. we've got some events coming up, haven't we? Oh, yes, events. I see what you mean, yes. We have. Um, hit me with them. Well, we've got the <laughs> Ballam Literary Festival. Yes, we're we're opening that. Well, we're on the Friday night rock and roll slot, aren't we? Uh, Seven yeah. o'clock on the fourteenth of June. Fourteenth of June. Yeah, yeah. and we uh, are completely unprepared for that. Is that right? <laughs> yes, that's correct. <laughs> we have yet to start work on that, despite the fact that they seem to be charging ten pounds a ticket. Yeah, do and we get, we're do we on, get any of that? We're on for an hour, you know. Fuck, I told you to. <laughs> Do we get any... We're not going to see any of that, are we? No. I, I, I don't recall that being mentioned, no. I'm no. sure it's going to... Cover very costs. good causes. Yeah, yeah. maybe it goes to good causes, yeah. Mm. Fair enough. Um, other than that, we are working on a beer festival. Yes, the Dessert uh, Beer Festival in conjunction with Dulwich it, Hamlet and the Women's World Cup. Yes, it's Dessert presents the Women's World Cup Beer Festival yeah. at the Dulwich Hamlet Bar. <laughs> Um, and we will be featuring um, nothing but South London brewers, I believe. That's right. That's the key aspect. Yeah. Among the brewers that will be there, uh, villages, uh, Southey, hopefully with Deserter IPA, mm. um, Brick Canopy, Mothership, The Colonel, Gypsy Hill, uh, London Beer Factory. Oh, great! Uh, Clark Shaw's, Broccoli, yeah. By the Horns, Cellar Boys, Old. Kent Road Brewery, Orbit, Affinity, them, and Little Faith. Yeah, but it's going over the whole month. Yeah. So there's going to be so the the World Cup goes on for a month from the seventh yeah. of June to the seventh of July. Yeah. Uh, and these South London beers will be rotating throughout the month, so yeah. there's always a bit of variety. Yeah. Um, but we are having a launch day on the ninth of Sunday, the ninth of June. Yeah. When England are playing Scotland. Yeah. Um, and there'll be some. Scran and some DJs yeah. in between games, yeah. um, and if we're lucky, the boys will be in the nation's 
final as well. That, could be that double bubble, couldn't it? Yeah. Could be double bubble. But, um, so that's the 9th of June, 9th of Sunday, Dulwich Hamlet Clubhouse. Um, yeah, so that's the Banham Literary Festival, the Deserted Beer Festival. There's the Kidbrook Beer Festival as that's well. That's right, yeah. Uh, which that starts starting on tomorrow, the, the 23rd of... Oh, is that today? Mm, what day is it? That's tomorrow. It's tomorrow, the 23rd tomorrow. of May. Yeah, yes, you, it's on for three days at the Cheltenham Park Rugby Club. Yeah. There's one other thing I was going to mention, um, is also about the Dutch Hamlet uh, Clubhouse, uh-huh. is they're going to start a comedy club. Mm. Matt, Matt, um, Matt Arnold is starting one there. Great. Uh, which is going to be a monthly thing with professional comedians, in, uh, which would be a good little spot for it, actually. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. All right, then, gents, should we go to school? Good afternoon, scholars. In a moment, Dr. Professor Mr. Dirty South will talk to you about death and how to get the most out of it. By a terrible coincidence, it is with great sadness I must report the passing of the school chaplain, the Reverend Staines. It is only a small consolation to recall that he died as he would have wanted, high on ketamine in his gas mask, shackled to Madame Stern's rack. Please feel free to join us at his wake for light snacks and heavy tranquilizers. Doctor? Thank you, Dean Kane. Death is very hard to talk about. This is mainly due to the fact we've never done it. We're not used to dying. We're used to waking up every morning, which is bad enough. On the plus side, you get to leave behind your debts. There's no more work or responsibilities. And best of all, you can skip Henry and Octavia's dinner party on Saturday. But whenever you tire of life, remember this. It is better than the alternative. The deserter is a pleasure seeker. And without the ability to draw breath, there is no pleasure to be had. No hot tea or sunshine, no art or whiskey, no giggles, no sex, no butter. And alas, life is without meaning. We're not here to work hard or suffer or prove ourselves in the eyes of an almighty being, nor even to be kind and help others. We're here to fuck about, and anything else is up to you. Death is, curiously, a fact of life, and we are all likely to experience loss at some point, unless we die early in a terrible accident, in which case we may just about get away with it. Grief will inevitably take the edge off your day, and may even, we're sorry to say, persist. There is, of course, plenty of help on coping with grief to be found on the internet. Just type, coping with the loss of a loved one, into Google, and click I'm feeling lucky. It is generally acknowledged amongst psychologists and counsellors that there are several stages of grief, variously five, seven or even nine. No one needs nine stages of grief, so in order to save time we've got it down to three. Boozing, smoking and binge eating. There's no lasting benefit, but boy does it make you feel better when you're doing it. Thank you, class. Next week we'll be recapping the year, especially for those bright students who have paid no attention during that time. And next up, we've got our special guest, Phoebes. Thanks very much for coming in. Judge Thank Phoebes. You. Judge Phoebes, yeah. Um. Your Honour. <laughs> Thank you, Your Honour. Uh, yeah, Phoebes is an old friend of ours who is, well, am I right in saying you're moving away from the UK to live in a place called France. France, yes. en France, as we say, en France. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah, very good. Yes. And uh, we're just going to ask you some questions about mm-hmm. whether, whether we should be jealous, you know, at this leaving of the rat race mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. What, what, what it's going to involve you leaving and what you're going to get up to when you're there. Well, um, I'm, <clears throat> yeah, I'm leaving the rat race, mm-hmm. but am I? Mm. Am I really? Mm. Am I? I'm... I am still going to be working, so I am going to be uh, a cross between um, a rat and a sloth. 
Let, let's call it a slat. <laughs> Close. <laughs> so when you say you, you are going to be working, is that like full time out there? or uh, Not full time, no. but I will have to come back okay. to oh. England, Brexit um, permitting, yes. uh, yeah, yeah. To, to do some work here. But to mainly fund your lifestyle. I, to fund my lifestyle. <clears throat> um, that, I think, will be an interim measure. Transition. Okay, Transition, yeah, course, because yeah, yeah. Um, ideally, obviously, I want to be um, totally en France, as oh. we say, en France. Yes, yeah. um, She's very good at French. Very, very good. Very French, good. Yeah. Bien. Très bien. <laughs> um, so, it will be a transition whilst I work out, whilst we work out, mm. What we need to live and how much it costs. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. so my five-point plan. Oh, yeah. What's What's numero uno, mm. or uh, <laughs> uh, as they say, <laughs> en France, <laughs> for, for life, for mm. life. Yes. Food and drink. Yes. Okay. Not necessarily in that order, but I've got to. Um, hangover's a little bit less if it is in that order, I've found. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah over yeah. considerable testing. <laughs> so, uh, food, grow it. We're already vegetarian. Oh, just are you? Gr- yes, You're going to grow, grow your own food? We're going to yeah. grow our own food. And where, where, we're going to have where, where, hens. Oh, okay. For yeah. eggs. And, of oh. course, the teeth. Do they have teeth? <laughs> <laughs> where, can we just take a step back and uh, yes. tell the listeners where you're going in France? We um, forgot to mention that. Going we? to the southwest Gascony. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. A Where's lovely... the nearest uh, Morley's? The nearest Morley's? Mm, chicken um, shop. <laughs> Probably Croydon, isn't it? <laughs> yes, Gatwick. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a very rural part yes. of France. Mm. Um, it's mm. vines. Uh, they make they traditionally make Armagnac, and of course the mm. superb local wine. Yeah. Um, sunflowers. It's mostly farming. Mm. And um, is there much to do in the village where you're moving to? Um, socially. Socially, um, there's there's a festival once a year. Okay. Um, which is a uh, something uh, to look forward to. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. all the arts, all the arts. Um, so it's a little festival put on on the village green by um, one of the local lads in the village, uh, um, Jimmy. Oh, he yeah. is French, actually. Yeah. He is he's called Jimmy, um, and it's grown over the last ten years. Um, uh, it's it's now it's fantastic. I. Um, coined it very early on as Gasconbury, oh, yeah. a name yeah, yeah. which has stuck, yeah, yeah. and now some people actually think it's called Gasconbury. <laughs> Brilliant! Um, so the whole village for four days in the middle of July gets mm. um, sort of descended upon by French crusties. Mm. And it's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> it's Imagine. absolutely brilliant. And what about like you know on a wet Tuesday in um, November if you want to pop out for a pizza or a pint or something um the local town condom is uh uh three kilometers away Mm. um and we will be we will have decided that our mode of transport Mm. um when there's any danger of us having a drink Mm. it are going to be electric bikes (laughs) (laughs) electric push bikes (laughs) What could go wrong? It's the future. <laughs> <laughs> it's the future. It's the future. Yeah, that's it's a the great future. Idea, yeah. Electric so, push bikes. Yeah, they okay. cost nothing. Well, they do they, initially, but yeah, they yeah. don't. Not yeah, yeah. nick them. <laughs> that's true, actually, Vince. Although I am a judge. Yeah. So you're you're throwing up your your legal profession to to, to a degree. I mean, to are a you degree. Reduce, you're reducing. I mean, your hours. Dr- reducing hours. Um, and it's it, the thing is reducing hours, but building up on the self-sufficiency front. Mm. So the food I've mentioned. What's mm. the next most important thing? Drink. Drink. Yes. Okay. So en France, mm. you go to the local cave cooperative, mm. um, which is the, the the place where all the local little domains send their grapes, and they make it into some wine by some magical process that they've done <laughs> for eons. Anyway, what comes out? 
uh, uh, you go in there, you take your five or ten litre petrol can. Jesus. Yes. No, not used. <laughs> no, new one. No, no. Invest in a new Clever. one. Yeah. Uh, you put it on what looks like a, a sort of weight, uh, a weight base. There is what looks like a petrol pump. You fill it up. <laughs> you fill it up. Oh, it's very civilised, isn't it? Yeah. You fill it up and... Um, it, 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 <laughs> well, it gives you... Uh, a little ticket which says this is so many litres, five mm. litres of your local um, uh, red wine, five euros, please. Wow. That'll do nicely. Mm. Please drink it as soon as possible because it'll go off. <laughs> now, that's a very interesting point because the reason it goes off and it's meant to be drunk immediately <laughs> is, is, is that they don't put any preservatives yes. in it. So yeah. it yeah. doesn't give you a hangover yeah. either. It's organic, isn't it? It's win-win. Yeah. Mm. So, Ganya, <clears throat> Ganya, exactly. Ganya style. <laughs> so that that's the drink. Also, Ev... Um, your, your partner, Mon Mari, mm. yeah. as they say en France, yeah. um, <laughs> is uh, his father, uh, grandfather, sorry, was um, a uh, gardener for a local manor in Surrey all his life. And he used to um, do the vegetable garden for the big house. Mm. And they used to live in a little tied cottage. And in his shed, he used to make cider. Mm. Now, Ev observed this mm. over the years, so he knows how to make cider. Mm. Now, there are lots of people in France with lots of fruit trees, mm. and they yeah. don't know what to do with the apples yeah. oh, when they fall. You, so, you've got a recipe for cider, haven't you? I do, yes, yes. It's a bit complicated, but um, I'll go through it with you. You get a layer of apples, and then you get a layer of straw. Then you get a layer of apples, and then a layer of straw. <laughs> You've been talking to my scrum. It's easy. You get a cider press, you press it, and then a few weeks later or something, you've got cider. Drink it. You drink it. You drink it. You sell it. You can sell it. Sell it at Gascombry. Yes. And we were thinking on the model of Mr. Chucklehead at the Brockwell Park Festival. Yes. Um, la tête de uh, jolie, or something like that. Haven't yeah. quite worked that out yet. But <laughs> Monsieur, <laughs> Monsieur tête de jolie, <laughs> but Maybe. Monsieur tête de bonne humeur. <laughs> so, so there we go. So, so we're we're making we're. we're Reducing our drink, food costs and our drink costs. Yes. Now, what else do we need to live? We need some sort of heat in the winter and some sort yes. of hot water. Yes. Maybe. Solar panels. Uh, Solar panels. Yeah. We will be getting them on the okay. roof. Yeah. Solar panels, heat the water in the summer, mm. and then wood chip burner heats it and the house in the winter. Right, okay. So, you... Reduce those um, utility bill costs. Mm. As I've already said, um, we'll be using electric bikes mostly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, when you like go to the toilet and say, So you reduce your costs. You also, uh, in Gascony, there is a huge tradition because they're, they're kind of quite poor, I suppose, in monetary terms, rural people. Mm. And they, uh, there is a a sort of sense of a cashless society, a right. money, of a lot of bartering, a lot of, okay, if I help you with your shed, will you come and help me mm-hmm. with my cider press or something, <laughs> yeah. something of that nature, you know, there's, so you kind of, you're giving what you have loads of, hopefully now, mm. time, yes. labour, mm. instead of money, it's, mm. it's, a, it's moving yeah. to a moneyless society, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. so, you know, that's were they five points? I think they were. Yeah, that's I think seven. that's, that's yeah. seven. Okay, <laughs> I'll refine it. I'll refine it. But that's that's the plan. Is there anything you'll miss about South London? Well, obviously, I miss my friends. Yes. Um, but I suspect there'll be 
queuing up to come over and see me. So taste uh, the cider. Taste mm. the cider. Yeah. Cider tasting. Gascombury. Yeah, Gascombury. Um, and I will miss um, Dulwich Hamlet. Yes, obviously. Mm. The football team. The football yeah. team. Yeah. But now we have um, Dulwich Hamlet TV and live radio. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're virtually there. Yeah. It's They've, virtually yeah. there. Uh, so I will miss that, um, but we will be we will be coming back regularly to see people. Mm, mm-hmm. I mean, I, time will tell, won't yes, it? Exactly. Time will tell. It's an experiment worth. Is it, it's an experiment yeah. worth doing yeah. before we're all too old to yes, to do it. Indeed. Mm. Yeah. Okay, sure. We, we we're going to push up. Will you stay with us, uh, Phoebes, for uh, a little bit of uh, literary crit? Yes. We do a little bit of lit crit now. Yes, or okay. Or Vinny's going to do some lit crit. And then we're going to go into what we call the social media scene. That's oh our Lord. special I... name for it. It's really it's quite good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. What, what is it? <laughs> what is uh, it? It's where we uh, nick other people's content and yeah. use it yeah. as our own. <laughs> right. Okay. Offers our own. Excellent. Yeah. Books. 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 Letters. 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 Words. 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 Reading. 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 This episode, yes. uh, Dirty South, has chosen a book called Brute by Malcolm Bennett and Aidan Hughes. Correct. I just uh, is, is it is it a book or is it a comic? It is a book. It started as a comic. Yeah. That's a good question. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Raider. Um, yes, uh, it started as a book, a kind of a darkly comic, noir-inspired graf- graphic magazine, and yeah. it, it um, became a bit of a cult success in the 80s. Uh, the magazine ran for four years, and it spawned a film short and a, a paperback, uh, which is what I'm going to read from shortly, uh, and an animated TV series. And it earned uh, Malcolm a bit of a TV career uh, in the 80s. He was uh, often on youth TV in particular, mm. on, uh, which had just been invented then. Yeah, of well, youth had just been invented then, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, he also was on uh, some some more highbrow shows. He was on uh, After Dark. Do you remember the 80s? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oliver Reed. Oliver Reed. Oliver Reed, yes. Who could forget? I didn't... watched that live. Me too, actually. Yeah. 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 Did, didn't Ma- Malcolm get into a bit of uh, bother that night as well? That was, well, no, that one, that oh. was the night that he, um, he was on with um, Xavier Hollander, who had written... Yeah. Uh, the Happy Hooker. Yeah. He propositioned her live on the show and uh, successfully, and they uh, went off to continue their discourse somewhere more comfortable. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. So, allegedly, so yes. he was the author. He he was the author and of. Uh, Aidan was the. Aidan did the illustrations. illustrations yeah, which, some fantastic uh, yeah. Um, pulp. Uh, illustrations, yeah, sort um, of straight out of like the Russian propaganda school, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a lot. Aiden's a long-time collaborator. Has the book got any pictures in it? The book has got lots of pictures in it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going Excellent. to um, show. Uh, oh, the I'm going writing's to show you... quite big. I have to say, <laughs> yeah. the writing's quite big. That's the sort of They're book short. that I I yeah. would like to that, write. That's one actually. of my favourite pictures. It's about three three words to a page. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's why he's drawn to it. <laughs> There's a picture of a pint. Yes, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so you know, it's gonna. It's hard to um, do justice to these stories because Malcolm used to read with a very booming uh, Liverpudlian voice, and he had a great presence. Uh, so, but so, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read them anyway. So sorry, Malcolm, and uh, all his, all his fans. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna attempt the accent. Certainly not. Um, so yeah, this is one of the, the very short stories, and this one is called Pub Hawk. Uh, a lot of the stories were about pubs, and nearly all of them, nearly all of them had uh, booze, violence, and sex in. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Pub Hawk. Suddenly, Wing Commander Tom Wallacey sprang into the mess. It's war! He screamed in upper class. The men mumbled and stirred in their goggles, their scarves dangling heroically in their beer. (laughs) Quickly, I stuffed back a lager field and lurched boldly onto the bar. Lads, pies, pubs and pints, then scramble. We did it. Ten planes took off. 
Magnificently, we flew them up. While I was driving, I ripped out a bottle of scotch, tore the head off and plugged it in. <laughs> ah, I went. Combat. Then, when I woke up, there were fuckers everywhere. <laughs> Shit, I screamed and put my foot down. Lead hit my cock. <laughs> Pit. I plunged into a cloud. The fuckers plunged after me. I dove over Dover, flew over France and landed in London for lunch. But I couldn't shake them off. Back in the sky, they were driving around all over the place. Later, I got fed up and crashed. <laughs> when I woke up, I was being punched in the head. Quarters of the German army. They wanted my name, wank and number. They got them. Fast. Then, the one with the beer opened a bag and took out a leg. My leg. I could tell by the cock at the top. What they did to my other leg is enough to make the hairs in your pint stand up. The end. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, absolutely brilliant, unique uh, stories. Whole style. Yeah. Lots of exclamation marks, aren't there? Yes, yes. Remember from that's right. Read it. Official. Yeah. And, and all true as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's uh, Brute, Classified Pulp Nasties, 1987, by Malcolm Bennett and Aidan Hughes. Excellent. Should we go to the social media scene? Oh, that sounds so cool. That's a nice phrase, isn't it? <laughs> a lovely phrase. I noticed a strange sighting in Campwell on a local forum. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, it was entitled Mystery Parachute? Uh, question mark. <laughs> It uh, Dear Neighbours, last night at around 8.15, we witnessed someone fall out of the sky attached to a red parachute. That was near my road. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's all local. Yes. It's all local. Yeah. It's on a Campbell Forum. Yeah. You're going to miss this in France. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you won't get this in France. Uh, we, dear neighbours, we witnessed uh, someone fall out of the sky attached to a red parachute. It looked like they may have landed somewhere between Dog Kennel Hill and Bellenden Road, but it was hard to tell. They were dropping very fast and looked somewhat out of control. We went out to see if we could find them, but couldn't find anything. Can anyone explain this bizarre occurrence? Uh, to which someone replied, that would be my neighbour. <laughs> he occasionally parachutes down from various fixed-wing aircraft with a vintage 35mm camera landing in his small garden terrace in order to take panoramic sunset photos in and around South East London. <laughs> He usually looks slightly out of control, but that's to be expected as he struggles to fully control the toggles whilst wielding the <laughs> aforementioned equipment. I have suggested a helmet cam, but he insists on doing it the old-fashioned way. <laughs> There's nothing old-fashioned about that. <laughs> Last night, he did indeed experience a significantly rough landing, and I'm sure he won't mind me saying that he actually crashed into a medium-sized koi pond, injuring his leg and interrupting prime koi breeding efforts, much to the dismay of our local breeder. He also suffered irreversible water damage to his 35mm camera, so if anyone has one for sale, if you could let me know, I'll pass it on. South London for you. Who's flying the aircraft? Why isn't he get a drone? He wants to do, do the, the old-fashioned old way. Um, another uh, one that I saw, not an uncommon inquiry, somebody uh, at JSTOR said, if you could have dinner with one author, dead or alive, who would it be? And disappointed optimist replied, Toby Young, dead. LAUGHTER <laughs> I saw someone posted... Oh, have I got who posted it? Damn, I haven't. Sorry. Sorry whoever posted it. But um, Dean Martin's and Frank Sinatra's burger recipes. I thought I'd share with you. Uh, Dean Martin's Martin Burgers. It's a very simple recipe. It's uh, one pound of ground beef and two ounces of bourbon. Uh, and the recipe uh, states, preheat a heavy frying pan, sprinkle the bottom lightly with table salt, then mix the meat, handling lightly, just enough to form into four patties. Grill over medium-high heat, about four minutes on each side. Pour chilled bourbon in chilled <laughs> shot glass and serve meat and bourbon on a TV tray. <laughs> Good old Dino, good old Dino. Uh, Frank Sinatra's burger, 
recipe for a Sinatra burger is uh, it's a three point uh, strategy. Number one, call Dino. <laughs> <laughs> Two, tell him to make you a fucking burger. Yeah. <laughs> three, drink his bourbon. <laughs> Repost. Uh, <laughs> <rap>. <laughs> right, well, I think that's all we've got time for probably today. Uh, we're off out to the pub, pub garden, yeah. I hope. Yeah. I hope. Um, so I've got a couple of nuggets of uh, boozy wisdom, which I also found on social media. This is a bit like a cross between social media and the outro. I see. Started the music, start the music, start the music. Um, this one I thought was particularly relevant for this afternoon at Fraswell's. Uh, tweeted, let's just say it, sharing a bottle of wine between four is almost as bad as not having any wine at all. <laughs> I would concur with yeah, that. Too, the yeah. anxiety, the anxiety. <laughs> and uh, then finally, App Drill states, um, alcohol is a drug, beer is alcohol, therefore drugs are a form of beer. <laughs> I think it's nice to bring a bit of science in, isn't it? Yeah. Or uh, logic. Yes, logic meets beer. Uh, let's go and test that one. Oh, yeah. uh, syllogism, or indeed Have a syllogism. Your, uh, petrol can of wine. Yes. Have I got? Have I got it? Yes. No, no, like no. Because it. It, it would cost a fortune here. It would cost a science. It would cost a, the, ten litres. Can you smell